You're listening to the OKC82 Podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball. A part of 1077 The Franchise Podcast Network. Hey everyone, it's Madison Morris and I am going solo tonight. Our guy Brady Trantham is out with a cold from Oklahoma. Going all crazy and whatnot with this weather today. So, uh... This will be a bit of a shorter episode tonight, but I'll be breaking down this Thunder win, highlighting some players, talking about some things I noticed from this game, and taking some questions at the end from our listeners. Shout out to you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening to us, even when it's just me rambling on tonight. But anyway, the Oklahoma City Thunder were able to get back to their winning ways tonight, defeating the Phoenix Suns at 118-101. to This was the second meeting between these two teams, both times in Oklahoma City, but a few things were different about this game. During their first meeting, there was no Steven Adams, for one. That was the night Nerlens Noel had his huge night with 20 points and 15 rebounds, getting a double-double in his first Thunder start and really stepping up in the absence of Steven, who we know makes a huge difference for this Thunder offense. Uh, I believe Steven had a calf strain that night, but he was able to return for the next game. Russell Westbrook was back in the starting lineup in that first meeting against Phoenix. That was after he was absent for his recovery of knee surgery. And Russ finished 23-9-7 and and had four steals. Uh, this game was important for the Thunder because it was... Oh, and by the way, Russ finished 23-9-7 with four steals in the first meeting. Not tonight. He was out. We'll get to that a little bit later. But like I was saying, this game was really important for the Thunder because it was the first season win after starting off 0-4. And we're still talking about the first meeting against the Phoenix Suns. But I don't know. I don't want to say this team was discouraged at that point, but... They finished at 117-110 in the first meeting, and this was the game where Billy Donovan said that it was quote-unquote disturbing that the lead was cut that close there at the end. And, you know, I know this was the Thunder's first time picking up a win in the regular season after going 0-4 to start the season, but I definitely agree with Billy Donovan. You know, Phoenix, it's no lie that they're not the greatest team in the league right now, so... You know, that's kind of why I was saying this team looked a little discouraged in that first meeting. And this game tonight definitely proved that they've shaken off a lot of that rust. And I think it was just really important that they were able to seal the deal and get back to their winning ways tonight. But, yeah, like I was saying, it's no secret. The Suns are one of the worst teams in the league. They have been for a few seasons, and this year really isn't any different. You know, the Suns did acquire DeAndre Ayton as the first pick in the 2018 NBA draft, but... With Steven Adams back tonight, Aiton really didn't have any kind of chance to shine against the Thunder team. Uh, let's see, tonight Aiton finished with 16 points and 11 rebounds. Oh, wait, that, no, sorry, that was in the first time that Phoenix came to Oklahoma City. Aiton finished with 16 and 11. Um, that was when he had to go up against Nerlens. But tonight he only picked up 14 points and 7 rebounds, and he turned the ball over five times. You know, that just goes to prove that Steven Adams, he really poses a threat. And when he's healthy, he's strong and he is threatening. Uh, DeAndre Ayton not able to have his way tonight with Steven Adams on the floor. And that is exactly what I see Steven's purpose being for this Thunder team. Uh, He shuts down opposing offenses. And tonight he had two blocks and four steals. 
I haven't heard anything further about his lower back pains uh, that he was having earlier on, and then he did have that calf strain. So he's been a little, I don't want to say rusty, but, you know, he definitely hasn't been playing like he had been uh, a little bit last year when he was definitely making some big stops, big plays for the Thunder. But I haven't heard anything more about his lower back. Uh, So I don't know. I guess it. His hustle, though, his hustle has really continued to improve with every game, and he was absolutely able to hold DeAndre Ayton well tonight. So good for Steven Adams. Uh, He did have a huge night the other night. Uh, I think that was Saturday night against Dallas. The Thunder snapped that seven-game winning streak in Dallas, but um, I didn't really get to watch much. I had a lot of work to do. That was Bedlam football that night. It was down in Norman. But that's when Steven picked up another double-double that night, finishing with 20 points and 13 rebounds. I don't have the exact number of how many double-doubles Steven Adams has picked up this season. And even though we're sitting here saying he's a little bit rusty, um, you know, he's finished with quite a few double-doubles this season. And he's really been that powerful player that Thunder fans expect out of him. So, yeah, he's he's been powerful this season. And he's made some major plays for the Thunder, which have greatly contributed to the success this team has had, now winning seven of their last eight games. Uh, Steven Adams is incredibly valuable to the Thunder, and though he's had a few nights where his defense was more of his highlight of the night rather than his offense, he has great chemistry with the guys on the court. He has great court vision and a very strong demeanor that overpowers these opposing defenses. And He's also, I mean, there's no doubt he's loved greatly by Thunder fans and Oklahoma City as a whole. So, yeah, Steven Adams, he's been progressively getting out of a little bit of that rust I was talking about. And I definitely see him stepping up and making some great plays. He's just a really powerful force. And I think I mentioned this in a podcast kind of earlier on in the year, but going back to last season, we talked to a couple of the players in the locker room during our locker room scrum and... Every single one of them asked about Steven Adams. They would all say, that man is just a brick wall. He is a force to be reckoned with. That is the most powerful guy on the court, no doubt. And I think he really proved that going up against DeAndre Ayton. I think Ayton may have a couple inches on him, but that doesn't even matter. You know, Steven Adams is just this incredible powerhouse, and he does awesome things for the Thunder. And he definitely had a great offensive night the past couple of nights, even picking up that loss in Dallas. But... You know, that's that's just going to happen. We all said, you know, this Thunder winning streak isn't going to live on forever. And, you know, they're getting back to their winning ways. So, yeah, that's that on Steven. Um, the Suns had Devin Booker back tonight after he missed the first meeting with the Thunder with an injured right hand, I believe. And he finished tonight with 19 points, shooting 7 of 18 from the field, 1 of 4 from 3. And, you know, now Devin Booker was someone – most people thought would make a huge difference in this game tonight, but Thunder had a 17-point advantage at the final buzzer compared to the 7-point advantage the last time these two teams met. And that game was with Russell Westbrook. Kind of what I was saying earlier on in the episode, tonight there was no Russ. He is still dealing with a sprained ankle he suffered during the game against the Pelicans last week where he came down wrong uh, while going for a rebound. And I'm telling you, what, it looked a lot worse than it actually was. Um, we all saw him kind of reach for his knee at first and we all know that he's had, you know, that knee surgery that kept him out for the first couple of games to start the season. And I think Thunder fans all saw Russ reach for that knee and their hearts just stopped and ended up just being an ankle sprain, which definitely isn't anything, you know, 
oh yay, it was just an ankle sprain. Like no, it's still it's still pretty serious, but it could have been a lot worse. And I think Russ has been out for the past three or four games now, but that was definitely to be expected. And um, I really like something Raymond Felton said at the beginning of the season when people kept asking, like, when's Russ going to be back? When's Russ coming back? And Ray said, we'd rather have him out now than when it matters most. Like, you guys want to see Russ out for the first couple of games rather than the entire season. So, you know, don't push him to come back. Don't expect him to come back unless he's ready to come back. You know, Russ knows his body. Russ knows when he's ready to go. So it's just all about that timing. And I couldn't agree more with that statement. So, yeah. Um, But honestly, you know, I saw this – I saw a complete life in this Thunder team tonight even without Russ, which I know is – a little crazy to say, but players like Dennis Schroeder, Paul George, Stephen Adams, Jeremy Grant, you know, they really hold their own without their leader on the court. And that's something extremely comforting for Thunder fans. And going back to Paul George, he had a fantastic night tonight, finishing with 32, going 11 of 19 from the field and 6 of 10 from three-point range. You know, that's that's pretty impressive for Paul tonight. And uh, Jerry Chisholm and I were talking about it in tonight's Thunder Post Game Show, and I really see Paul stepping into the role of a leader and sharing that stardom with Russell. That was kind of a question that Jerry asked Chisholm and I. You know, do you guys see Paul really stepping out and being, you know, almost like an equal to Russ and how this Thunder, this Thunder base accepts him and how the Thunder fan base sees him when he plays and. You know, I said yes. I said, you know, I, I see Paul, you know, people are warming up to Paul, especially after he made that decision to stay in Oklahoma City rather than go off to his home in L.A. You know, Thunder fans have welcomed him. They have relied on him. But Chisholm did make a really good point, uh, saying Thunder fans do put a little bit more pressure on Paul with his playing style and how well he does on a given night. But Russ will still be the hero of this city, kind of regardless of the outcome and regardless of how he performs. Yes, I agree with that. But I also think Paul has proven on many, many occasions that he is able to contribute greatly to this team when it's his time to step up. He's been taking a lot of shots lately because he knows that is his role. And he's been making some crucial plays for this Thunder offense. Uh, Tonight really was one of those nights uh, Paul, you know, he's had his off nights as well uh, with that uh, 0 of 10 shooting from three in a game last week or so. I can't really remember which one that was at the off the top of my head. But, you know, he did have an 0 and 10 night from the three-point line, and that's just going to happen. You know, Paul maybe not pegged to be the Thunder's guy. Like, that's pro- he's probably not the guy to be taking those shots when it's most needed. You know, you gotta. You should probably kick it out to players like Alex Abrinas or uh, maybe even Pat Patterson. But Paul, you know, he has his nights where he is that guy. Uh, the night he went 0 of 10 definitely wasn't that guy, but he's still taking those shots. He's still putting up those shots because he's not going to shy away from them. He's going to step up when he's needed, and he knows his talent and his abilities. He knows his role in this team, even though he may still be learning you know, where to adjust, where to insert his leadership. But, you know, I think he knows he knows his abilities, so he chooses to showcase them, bringing success to this Thunder team. And uh, he definitely did that tonight, just playing a hell of a game. And I, I just, I really saw something great from Paul. I don't know if I said this 
earlier on, but I think he finished with what, 13 points tonight. Uh, if I can get this box score pulled up, just in case I didn't mention it. Yeah, 32 points tonight, eight rebounds, six assists. Turned the ball over four times, but hey, what are you going to do? He went 4-4 from the free throw line, and I definitely do want to touch on the Thunder's free throw shooting because that was definitely something that needs to be mentioned tonight because it was exceptional, to say the least. Also, tonight is uh, Paul's lady's friend or his lady friend's birthday. So, uh, of course, you have to play a hell of a game on your girl's special day, am I right? But... Yeah, Paul George really stepping up in Russ's absence tonight, showing that he can be a, la- a leader. Uh, don't want to necessarily say the absolute face of this franchise. I think that will forever belong to Russell Westbrook. But he's definitely stepping into that role where people are relying on him more. They're happy to see him on the court. And, yeah, he's just he's doing some great things out there. So good job, Paul, and happy birthday to uh, your lady friend. Uh, let's highlight Jerry, Jeremy Grant real quick. Um, Jeremy Grant right now is becoming one of my personal favorite players right now. I love the energy that he is bringing to the court. I love what he's contributing to the Thunder starting lineup. I must say that I was someone who wasn't entirely team Jeremy Grant in the starting lineup when that conversation was going around, just because I really saw a lot from Pat Patterson in the past season. I saw, you know, Patrick taking these shots that I never saw Jeremy taking. I really, really enjoyed watching Patrick uh, nail those threes and really, like, clinching a bunch of the Thunder's crucial moments and some good wins last season. And so I was completely gung-ho about putting Patrick Patterson in the starting lineup You know, since Jeremy Grant has been in the starting lineup, this Thunder team has looked completely different. And I know a lot of that has to do with the absence of Andre Robertson. You know, where is that going to fall? Like, what's going to change when Andre is able to come back in uh, late December, late January, early January? I don't know. Uh, No one really knows the timetable for that right now. It's all up in the air. But Jeremy Grant, you know, he's just he's a good player right now. And I think that comes from the confidence he's been able to pick up being put into that starting lineup and I think Billy has trusted him more I think players like Russ and Paul and Steven have trusted him more when he's out on the court he has incredible chemistry with Dennis Uh, Jeremy tonight picked up 10 points eight rebounds he had a block and the thing I like most about Jeremy is he doesn't rack up a ton of points to put in the stat sheet but he has some incredible highlights and you look at some really cool plays that get this crowd just amped up and gets these guys like he he gets the thunder guys just completely going again he brings life and energy to that court and it's because he has some good dunks he has some very exciting and powerful shots he's able to hit some threes and you know like I said that just really gets the fan base and the players going tonight he was able to go four of eight from the field Uh, he was one of two from the three-point line but I feel like that's kind of his role I know uh, Brady has actually touched on this when he's on here with me but you know, some of these guys, they need to learn, like, what their role is and what their shooting role is. And I definitely think that Jeremy Grant is getting a much better idea of that. He's not taking too many three-pointers. Uh, like I said, he went one of two tonight. So he's able to hit some, but I think Jeremy Grant is definitely a paint player. He's definitely someone who needs to keep it in the paint. And when he does, he can be pretty successful. It just kind of depends on, you know, how well he's able to get past the, those other defenses. But 
really, really impressed with Jeremy Grant right now. I think his confidence is through the roof. I think um, that comes with how other starters are responding to him. And, you know, just a couple of times I saw Dennis Schroeder come up and pat him on the chest and just, you know, just little things like that. I think for these guys, it really helps out a lot and it really makes them know like, okay, this is my role. This is what I need to take care of. This is the kind of business I want to take care of. And, you know, Jeremy Grant just hit – I think like oh maybe like two or three really cool alley oop dunks tonight, and I think that's ex- just exactly what he needed. So I am a hundred percent saying that Jeremy Grant should remain in that starting lineup. Uh, moving on to Dennis Schroeder, you know I I can't even think of a better word to describe Dennis Schroeder as than excellent. You know he is an excellent backup point guard for this Thunder. He is continuing to prove that he is the best pickup for this Thunder right now, and. Yeah, Russ is 30 years old. Like, there's going to be some occasion. Actually, it's his birthday today, so happy birthday, Russell. Uh, Russ is 30 now. There are going to be some occasions where Russ will not be in the game. You know, he has had some injuries. He's still kind of shaking off all the rust that comes with that knee. Uh, definitely sprained that ankle. That's going to be a little rockety. I mean, this is definitely no nothing I should be comparing it to. But, you know, I sprained my ankle my final year of college when I was on the Palm Squad and. I just remember being a little timid to get back out there just because I didn't want to re-injure anything and I wanted to be able to, you know, enjoy a full season on Palm rather than a, a game back and then getting re-injured and being out for the rest. So, you know, I understand Russ kind of needing to take it easily or easier and uh, Dennis is, what, 24, 25. You know, he's young, he's energetic, he's quick. I know a lot of people are saying, you know, Dennis, he his playing style is just so similar to Russ, and I completely agree. Of course they have their differences, and of course that relay is very different on the court. It may re- relay very different to other people, but I just see them being so similar in the way that they're able to do that drive to the basket. They're able to weave in and out of defenders. Dennis Schroeder has some hops on him. He was able to out-rebound some of the biggest guys on uh, – just multiple different teams, really. He's a huge rebounder. He's doing great. Uh, tonight, let's see, he finished with 20 points, five rebounds, nine assists. That's just, uh, that's another thing I love about Dennis, by the way. He plays a lot of unselfish basketball. He's very, very good about getting his assist points up and uh, well, his assist numbers. That's probably a better way to say that. But you know, he just he has great chemistry with the guys on the court. He's still kind of working on that chemistry with Nerlens, but especially in preseason, we saw his chemistry with Steven just skyrocket. I think he's still working on that with some other guys. He's doing he's done an incredible job with Paul, and he is doing a great job with Jeremy right now. So definitely a lot of unselfish basketball going on for Dennis. He also had four steals. You know, he's a speedy, speedy little thing. He's getting in there. He's getting the ball. He's passing it back out to his teammates. And I think he's getting a lot of good looks around the court before he kind of just chunks it up. And, you know, personally, I appreciate that. And I know a lot of Thunder fans appreciate that too, just not wasting that possession, just really looking around, making sure they have the looks they need before they chunk the shot up and maybe not get it back. So the chemistry with this team is just exceptional. He loves the Thunder. He fits in. I, th- I I think he fits in so much better here than he did in Atlanta. That might be kind of a hot take, but, you know, he's just – he's really doing some great things here in Oklahoma City, and I think this Thunder fan base is really warming up to Dennis. That's another thing we were talking about on the Thunder postgame show with Jerry and Chisholm. We were just talking about Dennis and how he has just transformed into this exceptional player for the Thunder, and 
you know, the crowd just goes crazy when Dennis is on the court. They trust him. They love to see him making plays. He's one of those guys that even if the Thunder's offense starts to die down a little, you know, Dennis Schroeder will come out of nowhere and just make a great shot and really kind of liven the place up a little bit. Um, Dennis Schroeder went 6 of 19 from the field. He was 2 of 2 from the three-point line tonight. So, you know, Dennis really isn't the three-point shooter of this team, but, yeah, tonight able to have a perfect perfect game from the three-point line. He was also 6 of 6 from free throws, which is something else that we're definitely going to talk about here in a little bit. But, yeah, Dennis Schroeder just really fitting in with the Thunder team, making a huge difference out on the court. I think, you know, in the absence of Russ, Thunder fans need to breathe a little easier because Dennis Schroeder is definitely – a fantastic pickup for this team, and he's done some great things this early on in the season. Um, people should really be excited to see what he has to offer as the season continues on. Let's talk about some defense. Uh, first of all, I want to highlight Terrence Ferguson getting a lot better on defense. Uh, Ferguson only picked up five points. He had three rebounds. He did have a block tonight, but the Suns turned the ball over 18 times tonight, and the Thunder defense can definitely be credited for that. Uh, the Thunder defense gets better with every game, and it's just it's like night and day almost. I think that was a major thing uh, earlier on in the season, and maybe a little bit last season as well. You know, the defense it has to step up. Like I know that the Thunder lost a huge defender in Andre Robertson, but I think it's time for this fan base to stop using that as an excuse. You know, these guys know their role; they know that. It's time to step up on defense, and they've done just that in the past, oh, eight games. So Thunder defense definitely getting a lot better. Uh, I believe the Thunder are still the best team in the league for forced turnovers and for points scored off of forced turnovers. So, yeah, definitely something to keep going. You don't want to lose that momentum on defense because it's going to play such a crucial role when the Thunder are up against these teams that have incredible shooting abilities like Golden State and the Nuggets, Utah Jazz, you know, you just, you don't want, you don't want those teams to completely take advantage of you from the offensive side of the ball. But yeah, and the Thunder able to hold Phoenix to a season low of 13 points in the first quarter. So good for the Thunder defense. That's, that's something that you know, Thunder fans are going to want to see. That's something that the Thunder players are going to want to see. It gives them a little bit more life on defense. And, yeah, that's just something that definitely needs to be kept up. Let's move on to free throws. Um, Hello. Oh, my goodness, so good. <laughs> that's something I actually wrote in my notes, was just, oh, my goodness, so good. Thunder go 19 of 20 from the free throw line. That's 95%. Definitely a dramatic improvement from uh, previous games. That's incredible. I think a lot of Thunder fans have been, you know, really hyping and I don't even want to say hyping because that's more of a positive thing, but they've really been barking about the Thunder's free throw shooting and how it's just been so low, so terrible, so inconsistent, and... I agree. Watching the Thunder shoot free throws has almost been painful. And uh, tonight, that was just not the story at all. And, you know, when you get sent to the free throw line, that's that's your chance. You know, that's your chance to pull ahead. And that's your chance to get those free shots. And if the Thunder aren't able to make those shots, then 
you know, <laughs> that's just kind of a shame almost. So the Thunder, fan, Thunder fans can only hope it stays that high, which it probably won't, but this is definitely a great start. It's still early in the season. So if we're on, what is this game, 12 or 13, you know, that's a good sign that free throws are improving that much, and hopefully it can, you know, reach more of a consistency. But, wow, I've gone a little bit longer than I meant to, so we are going to get to a couple of questions on Twitter. Thank you guys so much for sending in your questions, by the way. Uh, it really does contribute a lot to the show, and I'm sure you're tired of hearing me just hammer on about my own opinions. So let's involve some other people. Um, okay, well, the first question I got was actually from Brady, our very own Brady Trantham. He says, hey, Madison, first-time caller, why doesn't Hamadou Diallo start? Well, <laughs> uh, a little backstory. Brady and I kind of laugh about this question sometimes, so thanks, Brady, for sending that in. Um, you know, I think Hami is in a great spot. I'll just give my two cents on this real quick. I really do think Hami's in a great spot right now. I think his role is definitely coming off the bench. I don't necessarily see him fitting in with the starting five right now, but, you know, maybe things will change. I, I really don't know. I think Hami's still making a, a few rookie mistakes here and there. I think he's, I think he's really holding his own. He plays very uh, valiant for a rookie. I think the kid's 20 years old. And, you know, if I, if, if I was going up against players who have been in the NBA for 10-plus years and I was only 20 years old, I might be a little nervous out there. But Hami has a lot of valiance. He really holds his own out there. Uh, let's see what Hami did tonight. Played 14 minutes, picked up nine points, had one rebound. He had one steal, and he only turned the ball over two times. Never really got into foul trouble. He was 0 of 1 from the three-point line he was three of seven from the field and he was perfect at the free throw line going three of three so yeah you know Hami I think Hami really does contribute a lot going or coming off the bench I really don't want to pull Hami into the starting lineup just yet but yeah good for Hami he's doing some great stuff he he improves every single game I think he's going to continue to get better he's going to learn some more these guys have said um, well, these guys, I specifically, Raymond Felton said, you know, I, I sit next to Hami on the bench and it, I'm just, it's a teaching moment throughout the whole game. Anything can happen in the game and I'll point it out to him and say, okay, this is what that should have been like. Like, this is what you do in that situation. And Hami's going to learn from these guys. He's going to get even more confident as he goes on. And, you know, I think Hami's going to be a great contribution to this Thunder team as the season continues. Uh, our next question Oh, Chisholm. You got to love Chisholm Holland, everybody. He is fantastic. You can catch him on at the Franchise Drive every day from, or I think every weekday. That would be from 6 to 8. He's on with John Hoover and Colby Powell. Chisholm, <laughs> I love this question. Madison, I haven't seen Kyle Singler on the bench. I'm worried about him. Is he okay? Well, Chisholm, hate to break your heart, but he is no longer with the Thunder. I believe he is in Spain. So, uh, yeah, I don't really have much else to say about Kyle Singler, but, uh, yeah, he's not here anymore, buddy. Um, Jeremy Barden at Team Taco Corp. If I didn't say that right, I totally apologize, Jeremy. Thanks for listening, though. Um, he asks, why does Brady shoot like that? So sad. Yeah, you know, we've, uh, we've definitely ripped Brady about his shooting, so why not do it a little bit more? Am I right, Jeremy? No, I'm being totally serious, honestly. Um, Brady, your shooting is just weak, man. 
so no I'm totally kidding mine is absolutely horrendous and that video was definitely staged just to let everybody know we were making a video actually uh, advertising for this podcast and we wanted to look as bad at basketball as we possibly could and I am so glad that we accomplished that so yeah I don't know Jeremy I guess we'll have to hire someone to teach Brady to shoot All right. Uh, The next question comes from Zach Smith. (laughs) Okay. um, I know a lot's going on in the media with Zach Smith from Ohio State. This is not that Zach Smith, just so everyone knows. This is at 33 Zach Smith. And he asks, what do the Thunder need to do to keep Adams more involved late in games? Seems like they go to him a lot early, but get away from it as the game goes on. And, you know, I I agree with this to an extent, Zach. Um, I think Steven definitely needs to be put on the bench if the Thunder lead gets too far ahead because we don't want to overexert the big guy. We don't want, you know, Steven Adams out there um, because he's such a valuable player. You don't want to see him playing more minutes than he really needs to be. I'm not saying that he should be playing, but that he then he needs to be playing because you don't want to see someone like Steven Adams go down. I really think he contributes so greatly to the Thunder right now and he does some great stuff coming in as one of the five Thunder starters so I think you know it's a good chance to put someone like Nerlens in someone like Patrick in and just give those guys a chance to really be the big guys out there and to learn from mistakes to make good plays to do all that do all that jazz so I don't know I, I don't see it necessary for Adams to be super involved late in the game um I see more of his role as getting the game going you know he is he's been so consistent on putting the ball through the hoop real early on and just making some really good plays if it the score gets real tight or if the Thunder are off to a bit of a slow start he's able to kind of like uh, resurrect the Thunder team so you know I, I just don't see Steven being completely necessary out there late in the games unless of course the Thunder are trailing or if it's real real tight so yeah I don't know Maybe maybe Steven is just needing a little bit of a break. But, yeah, that's kind of my two cents on Steven. I, I think it would be great to see him late in the games a little bit more, but only if it's just absolutely necessary. And there have definitely been times it's been absolutely necessary. So that will be that for Steven. And, I, <laughs> well, this last question is from Dude the Obscure. And that is obviously at Dude underscore the obscure on Twitter. Thank you, dude, for listening to us. And his question is, is at Brady Does Sports the Wally Pip of the 21st century? Oh, goodness. Sure. Let's just go with yes. I'm just going to go ahead and say yes. Brady's awesome. I really appreciate all the work he does with me, especially with the OKC82 podcast, doing game day stuff. Uh, You know, a lot goes into doing Thunder, and Brady is just an awesome partner. So, Major shout-outs to him. You guys give him a follow on Twitter. I'm sure you guys already do, but uh, he's just great. So thank you so much, Brady, for everything you do. Thank you for all the listeners for sending in your questions. So just a little overall from tonight, just to wrap it up. uh, The Thunder shot 43 of 92 from the field, 13 of 27 from three, and like I said, 19 of 20 from the free throw line. Now, we know... What's being targeted in practice, I would assume, because free throws definitely dramatically improved. 
But all right, next up, Ennis Cantor and the New York Knicks are coming to Chesapeake on Wednesday night, the 14th. The Knicks, struggling a bit this season, are actually 4-10 and in the season, 2-5 of on the road. And the Thunder now improved to 8-5 and in the season, 5-2 and at home. And though they snapped their seven-game winning streak in Dallas on Saturday, they were able to get back to their winning ways tonight against a team they were definitely supposed to beat, especially on a Monday night when the entire state is covered in snow and ice. And yes, the Thunder win it. 118 to 101. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to me, myself, and I tonight. I'm sure I rambled on a bit, but I really enjoy getting to talk basketball. I really enjoy that you guys listen. Brady will be back soon, so you don't have to hear my voice for 30 straight mi- 32 straight minutes. Um, I really appreciated all your questions and contributions, and you know, the listeners really make this enjoyable for Brady and myself to do. So thank you tons. And the Thunder will be back in action Wednesday night. And we, of course, will have lots of thoughts, analysis, opinions following the Knicks game. So continue to subscribe, listen, tweet at us, and we will have you covered thoroughly as we continue on with our OKC82 podcast. And with that, I'm Madison Morris signing off for the night. See ya.